this agent came back to me and she's like, listen, I really like your writing, but this, this layer of it has got to go. She's like, you got to deal with your own stuff outside of this, outside of the book. <laughs> and then come back, come back to me. Right. So here I am. Hey there, it's Angie Morgan Wachowski. I'm the New York Times bestselling author of Spark, Bet on You, Leading from the Front. I'm a Marine veteran, but I am delighted most of all to be the host of Bet on You program podcast. It is such a treat to be able to share with you thought leaders, influencers, authors, people who are doing amazing things in their life and willing to share their stories to help you live the life of your dreams and take the risks that matter most to you. This is season four. We are focusing on the three C's of risk-taking, having the clarity to pursue your dreams, having the confidence to believe in yourself in pursuit of those dreams, and demonstrating everyday courage. Not thinking of courage as those milestone moments, but really just some of the small things you can do every single day to move your life forward. Today, I have an exciting author here. Her name is Steph Ziv. She wrote a great book called The Choice is Yours, and you'll hear me say it a thousand times. It's like a workbook really for your life. Great book. Be certain to check it out. But she writes about just that power of choice. And it reminded me of a conversation I was in recently. I was talking to a Marine Corps friend of mine the other day who was just deployed overseas a few years ago. He was talking about a situation in which he, he and a combat camera crew were really ambushed. They were in a lot of trouble. Gunfire going everywhere. Fortunately, he was not shot narrowly, just really had a difficult experience. But somebody in his crew was. They quickly gathered resources together. They got him medevaced. You know, they were really nervous about was this person going to live? Were they going to die? Fortunately, and amazingly for all of them, everyone survived. After they had a chance to really exhale, one of his colleagues looked to him and said, I don't know what to make of this. How are we going to move forward in life after experiencing this? It was obviously pretty traumatic for him. And my friend turned to him and said, you know what? I think at this moment, we have a choice. We can talk about how we got in this place, being in the wrong place in the wrong time. We can talk about how we were, you know, victims of this circumstance. We certainly can talk about all these things. Or maybe we could make the choice to tell our story in a way that really helps us heal from this experience. That, hey, we were so fortunate we were there. We were so fortunate we we none of us got critically injured. We were so fortunate we could gather these in, these resources to move forward. And my friend looked at his friend and said, you know what? I know the choice. I know how I'm going to tell my story. Telling our story is so powerful because it allows us to move through life as our life's hero. And we're going to hear from Steph about just those conscious choices we can make to help us advance our narrative. So if you find yourself that you're stuck right now, or you feel like you're at the mercy of everyone else's decisions or life in general, or maybe you find that you know, you're just feeling resigned a bit to everything life is throwing at you. Tune in because you're going to discover just that we have a lot more control over the decisions that we make and how we move through life with our story than we give ourselves credit for. So I'm excited for this conversation. 
She's an executive and life coach and author of this really great book, The Choice is Yours. I've long said we are nothing but the sum of our choices. And Steph is going to talk about all about our power of choice. Steph, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really grateful. You have such a unique background. Do you mind telling a little bit of your story and what inspired you to write your book? Yes. Um, I have had nine lives. So um, one of the, the most recent life before being a executive and life coach was that I was a television executive. So I was, and I really started in film and then I went into television. And, but the truth is I always wanted to be Phil Donahue. I'm, I'm dating myself, but I, when I was 15 years old, I, I really, he was my guy. Um, and then came Oprah and all the, all the rest of the brilliant talk shows. But I, I really, I loved him and I wanted to be him and I wanted to be my version of him. And I also loved Free to be you and me, which was then, then, then Marlo Thomas and Phil Donahue got married. So anyway, that was kind of the the dream. But I, I did become. Um, I was in television in the back end, and then I was in television on the front end when I was um, when I became a coach. I I did get to be on the Today Show and many other other places. Um, but I, you know, my journey really took many many paths. I, I really was, I say my, my essence was that I was always, I was a camp counselor. That was kind of like my main jam when I was younger. And then I became the assistant director of my summer camp. And then I became really a leader of a team is how I look at it when I was in television. And now I'm a coach, which still is very much like a camp counselor. It's like, come on, it's baking. Let's go. We can do this. Exactly. <laughs> Let's go to the confidence exactly. course. All yeah. right. In the opening of your book, you talked about a really powerful aha moment that really was the inspiration for you to write this about the power of our own choice. I really loved your story about being at a conference, one of the famous Tony Robbins firewalking experiences. Can you pick it up from there? Uh, am I allowed to swear on this? You could swear no? here. Okay. Yeah. No. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so the this is the introduction to my book. This was this is the um, question I didn't answer before, which was you said what inspired the book. I was at a Tony Robbins event. My life was really at the bottom. I was I had been this successful television executive. And I, at age 37, I decided I wanted to be a coach, but I didn't intend to leave that world. I intended really just to become a coach and then see what happened. I, I didn't really know what, what the next step was, but there was a merger between, actually it wasn't a merger. It was a fire sale. NBC ended up buying oxygen where I worked. Sorry, I have a puppy here. Um, and We're so- We're a pet friendly podcast, okay, just so you know it. stuff. I yeah. love it. Thank you. So- Soon, I, ha I was in this position where they were offering an opportunity to leave with the severance, or I could kind of sit and see what would happen. And I had a moment where my, my COO came to me and said, you know, we're going to do everything we can to keep you. And I, and I had just become a certified life coach. And I was like, Lisa, no. And I decided at that point to take the severance and leave. And, and then three years into my becoming a be, being a coach i failed miserably and i was eight, i was 40 years old i had no money i had to i i am going to say i had to i 
but really it was a choice. I chose to reluctantly chose to leave my New York City and go live with my parents for a period of time. And while I was at the, my critical low, I was flipping through the channels and found that Tony Robbins was talking about, you know, he was talking about all these products and I ended up buying all this stuff with my maxed out credit cards. And I, and then I ended up doing one of his workshops called Unleash the Power Within. And I knew that there was a fire walk, which is literally, a, you are walking on fire. You are walking on a bed of hot coals at 2000 degrees Fahrenheit. It's an insane act that has been a ritual of many cultures for many years. It's not my jam. And when I was there, I, I went by myself to this thing with 5,000 people. And I really felt like, I don't have a choice. And I felt like if I don't do this, my life is never going to get back to where it needs to be. I'm embarrassed that I'm a coach and I, and I'm at this low point. I feel shame. Mm -hmm. And I, and even though there wasn't an ounce of my body, mind or spirit that wanted to take that walk across the fire barefoot, I really left my body and gave my power over to Tony and all of the people around him and did it. And so as a result, I felt like I, I felt like my feet were burning. I felt like I, I hurt myself. I was terrified to look at the bottom of my feet and, and really my rage was like, fuck you firewalk. And that is the name of the, of the introduction to my book. And it's something that I I really felt deeply. Like I was so angry that I had just done that, that I had just left myself and given my power. And the next day I was kind of out and about saying, I really think we should change the title of this, you know, workshop to unleash the power within and give it to Tony Robbins. And no one was buying my Kool-Aid. <laughs> Everybody you didn't work on the marketing of that. Yeah. They're like, no, this no. guy is amazing. And yeah, absolutely. And so it must have been weird. You're around all these people who were essentially, we'll call it disciples. And I am I'm, I'm impressed by the career of Tony Robbins. So it's not against him. It's just, but, but for you, this wasn't, it wasn't where you're going to find yourself. No. And the truth is that my anger was really at myself. I had really given over my agency to this to this firewalk, to him, to to the whole experience. And I really had a moment where I looked back and I went, where where do I do this in other places in my life? Right. I mean, look, the truth is we're always going to wh whatever happens, we're going to get what, what we need. And we have a choice to look at it and take our take ownership and take personal responsibility or not. In that moment, I was like, I I'm mad at him. I'm mad at this place. I'm mad at this workshop. I'm mad at that firewalk, but I'm mad at myself. And that's the only thing I have control over. And that's the only place where my consciousness of choice can now be more effective. You know, I, and so I did have, a, I, I had an opportunity like a year later, I was in a leadership program and there was going to be, and there was a ropes course that was part of this process. I know I'm speaking to a Marine who is a badass and I, and like, bless you. I am probably your equal opposite. I could not do what you do. Bless you for your service. I thank you. I, I bow to you. Uh, you're looking well, at your <laughs> so ropes you know, courses are not for everybody i understand <laughs> for me i'm not i i take my risks in other ways i'm not a physical risk taker i'm i i take many many other ty types of risks but i ended up um 
you know, I, I really made it, I made a choice up front. Like I was not going to do this firewalk, but I didn't know if they were going to let me be in the program. And thankfully they did let me be in the program with the understanding that we would wait and see what would occur at the, at the fire, at the, um, at the ropes course. And then what, it, what happened was the instructor led us to the place of, he said, this is how it's going to work. You're going to stand in front of each element and you as an individual are going to say, my name is, and I choose to do this event. And I, a light bulb went off in my head and I was like, oh my goodness, bless this guy. And I went and I stood in front of every element and I said, my name is Steph and I choose not to do this event. And I did a happy dance and I was like the happiest person at the whole, and I was really, my, my peers looked on, you know, they looked on with what I say is a combination of envy and resentment. <laughs> <laughs> but for you, it probably felt like liberation, empowerment, accountability. Like, I don't have to do what everybody else is doing that says it's going to set me free. I have to own my life and my choice and my clarity. What did that empowerment do for you from that point? I'd love to hear about the rest of the story, because I, I presume you eventually got out of your parents' home and you're very yeah. successful now in your own right. Yes, thank thank God. <laughs> I you know, I changed everything. I changed I did go back. I mean, look, it I'm not sitting here saying that entrepreneurial life is a simple path. It is it, it is a it you know, there are ups and downs and there are learning curves and and you know, it it's a lot of things. So, I I did get out of my parents' house, thankfully. Um, I did go back into the entertainment industry, which was not my ideal scene, but I did go back to make some money and get myself out of the financial hole I was in. And then I was, I did get on the Today Show, which was a nice little confidence booster. Absolutely. And then kind of, I started to be very, very mindful of my choices from that point on. I, I really believe that, that that moment where I, I stood up and said, my name is and I choose to and I choose not to whatever the choice like it just changed everything for me that was a pivotal moment and what I recognize is with my clients especially because they're just wonderful mirrors for me is that I was constantly hearing them say things like I don't have a choice or this is hard or there were a lot of stories they were telling themselves and I suddenly was like the language that we use is so profound and so powerful and it's such a guide. And why do we say that, well, what's the worst case scenario? Why don't we say, what's the best case scenario? Why is news bad, right? Who's Who made that a thing? Mm -hmm. So I, I just, I really, really started with just changing my language and I started to change like chore to choice so that even when, when if I took out even if I chose, for instance, not to go to the gym, suddenly I had no inner rebel to rebel against. So uh, taking out the have to and the should allowed me to have a to to really make a choice, which was an incredible. It that that alone was empowering. I remember a time in my career when I was going on a business trip and like you, I've been on this entrepreneur journey and there's their highs and there's their lows. And I remember I had a young children at the time. I'm like, oh, I have to go. And I'm like, well, that's a really crappy attitude. 
I get to go. That's right. This is my choice. I love the people I work with. This isn't a burden. This isn't a choice. Or like, I have to wake up in the morning. I know this sounds, for those of you who are a little skeptical, a little cheesy and Pollyanna, but it's like, no, 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 we get to choose our adventure. We get to tell ourselves a story and our mind buys into it. And I love your book so much because it feels like a workbook. The process of writing this, I imagine it was pretty healing, helpful for you too, putting it all on paper. You know, it's funny. I just today wrote to an agent that I went out to years ago with a very different version of this book. It was it was very different. It was based on a different tenant. But the opening story was the same. But the difference was that I had written the I, I wrote the 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 firewalk story, but with a whole other layer of my own emotional trauma drama rama. And this this agent came back to me and she's like, Listen, I really like your writing. But this this layer of it has got to go. She's like, you got to deal with your own stuff outside of this, outside of the book, <laughs> and then come back, come back to me, right? So here I am, many years later. I ended up not going through an agent. I didn't go through an agent to to, to do my book, but um, but I just sent her an email that said, you know, I thanked you a million years ago, but I want to thank you again, and I want to send you this this book that is sans. Trauma, drama, rama. And I'm taking so- <laughs> that. Well, I will attribute it for like the first four times I use it, Steph, <laughs> that I'm going to own it, just so you know. <laughs> Can you talk about the process of have, do, be? I really love that. Yes. So, so you know, I we as humans think that if we have the thing, then we can do the thing and then we'll be the thing. So the the example would be if I, and we, we can just take out the do for, for a second, but if I have the money then I'll be free. If I have the relationship, then I'll be lovable or loved or loving. You know, if I have the, the, the job, then I'll feel um, successful, right? And that is our unconscious default. That's just, that's the way we, we think. The fact of the matter is the way we create is switching the have and the be. It's really changing the have, do, be to be, do, have. If I'm being loving and lovable and loved, then I am attracting at that level. Then I am doing what that person would do. And I am creating that result. I'm creating the relationship from a place of being loving, right? If I, if I want to have the success or the job or whatever that money is, then I get to be abundant. I get to have the experience of being abundant even before the money comes, or I get to I get to be free. I get to experience that freedom in mind, body, soul, however you want to say it. And it, it sound it might sound woo woo, right? But I want to I want to frame it. And you're an athlete, so you'll you'll appreciate this. I want to frame it in that you know we all. Tiger Woods will feel the experience. He will vision the experience of that hole of the of the hole in one or the 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 ball going into the whatever it's called. I think it's a hole. I still oh, think it's yeah, a hole. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a hole, Stephanie. It's a normal <laughs> thing. Yeah. Um, you know, before it occurs, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's really just that. Michael Phelps will swim that whole meat in his head, feel what it is to touch the, you know, the Wall. The, the wall. Thank you. It's these yeah. little words that are so hard to find sometimes. <laughs> we complete each other. I love the vibe that we got going on. So we're good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, you know, so it, it's these little things though that seem, it, I, I don't want to make it so woo woo or so like, you know, it, it, it's very normal and it's, it's literally the way we create. And if you think about any experience in your life where you have created something that you always wanted, you have to go back and you have to, you get to go back and, and look and say, what was I experiencing then? What, what allowed this to occur? Who was I being, you know? So there are I, many examples of, of this. Do you have an example? Of yeah, I absolutely. I'm just thinking about like confidence. You know, you, you think about somebody with a, with a resume of being in the Marine Corps and I went back to grad school and, you know, very different, you know, periods of success in my life. And yet I'll be the first to say, yeah, there've been definitely periods in my life where I've struggled with confidence. And I kind of go back to, you know, oh, I really want confidence. No, I need to really demonstrate the disciplines of confidence. I need to be confident in this moment. And yeah. over time, you you believe it. It's like those thoughts that become beliefs become behaviors. And that's so right. starting with the thoughts, because that's going to be the root of all your choices. How are you thinking about things do you believe it? And then can you can you be it? Can you experience it? So I'm so with you there. I love the exercise too. And I hope you can describe it about the dinner party or who's at the seating at the head of your table. So again, yeah. this book is so good. And it has so many practical, just really like no kidding exercises that you can just sit down with and just really go inside yourself. Take that journey. I have a big dream for who's sitting at the head of the table. So here's, so this is, this is, um, the vision. Okay. Mm -hmm. So think about a big dining room table. And instead of it being all of your friends and family sitting around that table, think of it as different parts of you, right? So we all have very basic things. We all have happy, sad. We all have love, fear. We all have confidence, doubt. We also have things that we were probably labeled as, as children. I'm I'm a perfectionist. That that's my main jam, right? There's the, often the peacekeeper or the pleaser, um, or the, you know, the um, contrarian, right? Do you have a anyone anyone at your table that you would name as well? Oh, the people pleaser totally spoke to me. Absolutely, that person is definitely at the table, and the diplomat. I think yeah. that that's part of the people pleasing. It's like, how do I make everybody happy? You want exactly. potatoes? You want cauliflower? Okay, we'll get both. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So what whatever comes up for you, this is this is who's at your table. And we could sit here all day and name a thousand parts mm -hmm. of ourselves that are sitting around that table. I like to think of it like there's different frequencies, if you will. And think about the frequency just as like you're tuning into a radio show, right? And some are at a higher frequency and some are at a lower frequency. Some are, at, and let's even call it like some are healthy adults, some are little kids. You can look at it like a million different ways, right? Some are high energy, some are low energy. So often, let's just say for argument's sake, love is like a high energy. Fear mm -hmm. is probably a low energy. It's not that we don't need fear sometimes, right? Fear is a is an important part if there's, you know, if there's someone chasing us, it's a good thing to feel fear. So we will get that adrenaline and go and go in another direction. But um, but for the most part, if 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 you're if you are about to go into an interview and and fear is sitting at the head of the table, it's probably not the best part to be leading that experience. So given the fact that there's all these different parts of us sitting around the table, there's also you know anxiety, stress, overwhelm. You know, there's a lot of people right now who are, um, you know, in autopilot, right? People aren't taking bio breaks or meal breaks during the day because they're so stacked with meetings. So, you know, the question is, 
at any given moment, what part of us is sitting at the head of the table. And what that means is that is the authority, right? That That's the part of us that is actually making the choices. That's the part of us that's dictating play. And inside the word authority is author. And what that really is, what, what's happening is that the authority of sitting at the head of the table of our individual table at any given moment is also authoring a narrative and then seeking evidence to make that narrative true, right? So if fear or, or, or like not enough or not good enough is sitting at the head of the table, that part will tell our, tell a story, right? It might be like, see, you're not good enough. See, that person is better than you. See, you can't do this. And then it will continue to look for reasons why that is so. I love what you just did there with author and authority. And that is so key. And I've always just shared in this narrative intelligence journey that we have, it's like me being really conscious of that head of your table. If you don't like your narrator, you can fire them. If you don't like what Morgan Freeman and how they're telling the story, hire Julia Roberts, bring in somebody fun, right? Final question for you. I would love to hear from you, Steph, just words of encouragement for our audience, somebody out there who's just struggling. They feel like they should be doing all these things. They should feel, you know, fulfilled in their career. They're just not. They feel like they have to go through the motions of life, like they're a dog on a choker collar, you know, that everybody else's mercy. What what words of encouragement would you have for them? I don't think, I think we, we have to do a few things. We, you know, well, we don't even have to. I was going to say we have to eat, we have to sleep, you know, but that's not even true. You can choose not to do those things and <laughs> and then have a consequence, right? So I I really what I would offer is another another exercise if you if you will, which yeah. is if you just take out a piece of paper and make a T and on the on the left side write I have to or or you can say I don't or I can't because and then on the on the other side you say i now choose to on the right side so this is a way to help you just both have the experience of feeling all those things that you can't or you don't because or you feel like you have to or all of those shoulds or have tos or whatever they are that might be stopping you that might be this narrative that's unconsciously at play it's really important to name that and it's much easier oftentimes to name what is not working and all of that that story that we tell ourselves that I call a level one story, which is that which sucks the life out of us, that sucks our joy, our time, um, our confidence. So it's important to kind of get that down and give it voice and then to use it to inform what you now want to choose, you know, because that is also a choice. You get, you have a, you know, you get to write down what is not working and, and really see it and, and and validate it and acknowledge it. This is not about like bypassing anything. This is not like toxic positivity. It's like that that's not what I'm I'm not selling that at all. I'm a feel your feelings person mm-hmm. and I'm a name your story person. And I'm also somebody who's like, and then when you're ready, make a different choice. And even if the choice is I now choose to stay in this level one story, I now I choose to 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 stay here because I don't have the capacity to change it to a level 10 story yet. And so I I just want to encourage people to be where they are, really kind of be gentle with yourself about where you are, 
you're not alone. We've all been there and probably are there. And you get to make a different choice. Just And it, it's one choice at a time. Steph, how can our listeners learn more about you? Um, you can go to my website, which is stephziv.com. And it's S-T-E-F-Z-I-E-V.com. And and also that's where there's more information about the book and you can, there's also some free gifts um, that come with your purchase of the book. So when, when you buy it on Amazon or bookshop or wherever you buy your book, you can come back to my website and there's a, a place to fill in your receipt number and you'll, you'll get some, some free gifts. And there's also a, um, the choice is yours manifesto that I have that you can download for free, which I, which is the culmination of the book really. And, in a manifesto. And I also offer a complimentary coaching session if anyone is interested in learning more or working with me in either an executive coaching capacity or personal. And I'd love to hear from from your, your listeners. Thank you so much. You're such an inspiration. We're so happy to have had you here. Thank you so much. You're so kind. I appreciate it. So I know next time I go to New York City, I'm going to call Steph up and I'm going to have a drink with her because I bet it would be the most fabulous conversation ever. Wasn't she a lot of fun? And her insight and wisdom based on her life experiences are so powerful and valuable. First off, I loved thinking about this author authority thing. Whoever has authority is going to be the narrator telling your story. So you got to really pay attention into what emotion and maybe what part of you is driving the narrative that is so keen. If you don't like it, you can make a conscious choice to change. That is liberating. That is empowering. We need to think about that. I also loved the framing of have, do, be, but really it should be be, do, have. Believe it. You are those things. And then what you believe is suddenly going to just, you know, manifest. It's going to happen for you. And I have to just really tell you, I love the trauma, drama, rama. <laughs> and I think there's something powerful and healing about that. We all have bad things happen to us. We all have drama. We all need to go through the mess and feel all the feels, get it out there and find a way to process it and package it and tell ourselves a story that we not just survived the experiences that we have, but we can own them. We can embrace them. We can be vulnerable with them and we can choose to use them as part of our foundation in which we get to bet on ourselves. I am so excited that you've been following Bet On You. Thank you for being a part of this risk-taking community. And if you want to go deeper and explore other areas in which you can get some value from the community that we're generating, please go to angieconnect.com. So www.angieconnect.com and why not angiewitkowski.com. I mean, you can go there. It's just a really hard name to spell, sometimes even to pronounce. So angieconnect.com. Look forward to seeing you on the next episode.